What's up, everybody? This is Jalen Short, aka Head Honcho, and I am back with episode 13 of the Head Honcho Sports Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the college football playoff, the final four are set, and we're going to be talking about the Bears versus the Cardinals game on Sunday. And we're going to be summarizing that, and we're going to be talking about Ben Roethlisberger. This might be his last season, and we're going to be discussing the rumors and the media coverage over that. So let's get right into it. The college football playoff. Alabama's number one, Michigan's number two, Georgia's number three, and Cincinnati is number four. Alabama beat Georgia 41 to 24. Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy candidate, had 421 yards, three touchdowns, and also three carries for 40 yards and one touchdown. He threw for 26 or 44. Jamison Williams, seven receptions, 144 yards, two touchdowns. John Meachie, the third, six receptions, 97 yards, one touchdown. Unfortunately, he tore his ACL in that game. We're going to see how Alabama plays against Cincinnati. And we're going to see how they deal with that because he was a big part of their offense. You know, he was a big, a big, big target for Bryce Young. And a lot of their offense went through John Mechie. So we're going to have to see how they react to that. And Georgia on on Georgia's side, it was a tough game. They were up 10 to 0 and Alabama ultimately ultimately came back and won the game. Um, Stetson Bennett. 29, 48, 340 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He didn't really play well. Um, I watched a couple clips earlier, and there were a lot of miscues as far as reading defense, reading the defense and getting guys involved. Um, I just believe he didn't really do a good enough job of getting everyone involved on the offensive end. But it seems like Alabama's Georgia's kryptonite. You know, Georgia, number one all year. Hasn't, hasn't lost the game until now. Their defense is amazing. Their front seven will ultimately be in the NFL next year if they choose to. They are all going to be top draft picks. So it was very, very interesting to see how Alabama just dominated this game. And I believe Georgia still has a bad taste in their mouth. And I believe they're going to take it out on Michigan. Um, but... We're going to see what happens between Alabama and Cincinnati as well. Cincinnati, first group of five team to ever be in the college football playoff. It's amazing to see they they made history. Um, if you can remember a couple years back, UCF, they didn't get in the college football playoff just because of that reason. You know, they were a group, group of five team. They weren't really the, the Lamborghini name, so to speak. They didn't catch a lot of eyes just because of, like I said, the name and... Alabama, the Alabamas of the world, the Clemsons of the world, the Michigans of the world, they just had a bigger name. So that's why they always are in contention every single year. Michigan won the Big Ten championship against Iowa 42 to three. They literally dominated the entire game the whole entire way. Iowa wasn't even in the game at almost at any point. Um, Kay McNamara. 16 for 24, 169 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Hassan Haskins for Michigan, 17 carries for 56 yards, two touchdowns. He also had three receptions for 22 yards. Michigan, they're a tough team. They are led by John Harbaugh. They are so, so tough. 
and they they kind of have the mindset of their of the coach John Harbaugh. So he's kind of that creed and grind guy. He he loves adversity. He wants to persevere through anything, and they kind of took on that identity. And it's gonna be interesting to see how how they play against Georgia. Like I said, Georgia's one has the top defense in college football. So defending defending Michigan, it's they have so many weapons, right? They have so many guys on the offensive end that can make plays for them. Um, they have guys as far as as far as running backs, they have guys. Um, so right now with that being said it's almost like Michigan is is I'm sorry it's almost as Georgia's the underdog just because of where Michigan ranks and just because of how bad they beat Iowa and they beat Ohio State this year and it wasn't even particularly close so like I said Michigan is tough we're gonna see how they play against Georgia um Cincinnati won the game they played against Houston, 35 to 20. Like I said, they're the first group of five team to ever get in the college football playoff. Desmond Ritter, 11 for 17, 190 yards, three touchdowns. He also has 17 carries for 95 yards. They're running back Jerome Ford, 18 carries for 187 yards, two touchdowns. Desmond Ritter, he's one of the best quarterbacks in, in college football. And I believe the key to competing with a team like Alabama, Alabama is great everywhere. And I believe... I believe they're great everywhere, but I also believe that they're a little bit more vulnerable this year rather than last year. Last year, it was almost no competition. It was almost as if no one can play with Alabama. They had so many weapons offensively. The One of the toughest defenses, if not the toughest defense in college football last year. So the key to Cincinnati competing with Alabama, one execution. You cannot make mistakes. You cannot have penalties. You have to limit all of those mistakes. Like I said, Alabama is great offensively, defensively, and on special teams. So it's going to be very, very tough. Desmond Ritter, he has to limit his passes. I believe he's a better overall athlete than a passer. So I he, he needs to limit his passes and execute. And they, I'm, I'm not sure if they can run the ball on Alabama, but... If he uses his legs and he and he he keeps the Alabama defense honest, then that can be the key to this game. Because, like I said, Alabama is a little bit more vulnerable this year. It's not really a for sure, for sure national championship win for them at this point. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, But overall, I like the way the teams are set. Alabama at one, Michigan at two, Georgia at three, Cincinnati at four. Um... If, if, if Michigan was at one, Alabama was at two, I would have been okay with that as well. But my picks for the national championship, it's going to be Alabama and Georgia. Alabama and Georgia, a rematch of the SEC championship game this year. And I want to see those teams play again because Georgia, they made a lot of mistakes that game. And like I said, they still have a sour taste in their mouth from that. So I believe that they will tidy up things on the defensive side of the ball offensively correct mistakes that they made as far as quarterback play and getting other guys involved so we're going to see how that goes Cincinnati they made, they made history but I don't leave, I don't believe they can get past Alabama um, moving on to the NFL the Chicago Bears and the Arizona Cardinals hurts me to talk about this 
Arizona won the game 33 to 22. Kyler Murray 11 for 15, 123 yards, two touchdowns. He also had 10 carries for 59 yards. Um, James Conner 20 carries for 75 yards. DeAndre Hopkins two receptions for 32 yards and one touchdown. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins they were coming off of injury, so I didn't expect them to play the way they usually play or the way they play earlier in the season. And honestly, they didn't. Kyler Murray only threw 15 passes. They didn't really have the ball that long offensively, but they still won the game. Um, in the first half, I believe we controlled the pace of the game. Just because we ran the ball more, David Montgomery had an outstanding game, although in a loss, had an outstanding game. I can't say enough about this guy, man. I love David Montgomery. He's a workhorse. He just runs with his head down, and he works hard. And that's all you can ask of a guy. Andy Dalton. 26 for 41, 229 yards, two touchdowns. He threw four interceptions, which was terrible. That was a big disappointment. Dave Montgomery, 21 carries, 90 yards, one touchdown. He also had eight receptions for 51 yards. Jakeem Grant, five receptions, 62 yards, one touchdown. Um, the Bears, it was it was tough to watch. Um, our defense couldn't really hold up against the Cardinals' offense just because of. They have so many weapons offensively, and Kyler Murray, he just throws the defense off play after play after play. He makes countless plays. He can make plays with his legs and his arm, so you have to respect that. And mobile quarterbacks have been a problem for us just because of, like I said, the dynamic of it. The dynamic is they can make plays either way, so you have to be solid in the secondary and solid up front with great linebacker play. Roquan Smith was outstanding. He proved why he should be all pro this season. Um, but the Bears, um, we're just, we're, we're, I guess we're taking it day by day. Matt Nagy, he's still, obviously he's still there, but we're going to see how that goes in the offseason. We have Green Bay next week. And Hopefully we can stay in the game. Honestly, if we're being completely we're being completely honest, just stay in the game, compete. That's all we can hope for. Hopefully Justin Fields is making progress from that rib injury, but we'll see what happens next Sunday against Green Bay. Next, the Pittsburgh Steelers won against the Baltimore Ravens, twenty to nineteen. Ben Roethlisberger, twenty one for thirty one, two hundred thirty six yards, two touchdowns. Najee Harris, twenty one carries for seventy one yards. Deontay Johnson, eight receptions, 105 yards, two touchdowns. Pittsburgh, they're, they're a well-rounded team. TJ Watt has been outstanding. He's their best defensive player by far. Um, and once Big Ben leaves, if he leaves, I'm sorry, excuse me, if he leaves, because he's he's denied those, those, those false claims of him retiring. He said he's told a couple people in the organization, but he's not really sure yet. He said he's going to talk about it in the offseason. But Pittsburgh, when he, when Ben, if Ben Roethlisberger leaves this season, it will be tough to see how they react to that. Just because of he's been there for, for the longest. He's been their franchise quarterback for the longest. So we're going to have to see who they bring in. Plus Najee Harris. He is the running back of the future for them, and we're gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see how they in, how they integrate him with the within the offense. Like you don't want to work a guy too hard, even though he's a young guy. You don't want to work him too hard. Ben Roethlisberger, he's he's played 
okay this season. He's obviously 39 years old. He's getting up there in age, but he is, like I said, he's close to retiring. And you're gonna, we're gonna have to see who the Pittsburgh Steelers bring in to replace a a, a guy like that, a, a, a great quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback like that. So, and um, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, he had an okay game. He didn't really play that well. 23 for 37, 253 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He also had eight carries for 55 yards. Devontae Freeman, 14 carries for 52 yards, one touchdown. He also had five receptions for 45 yards. Mark Andrew, four receptions, 50 yards. Baltimore, they have a tough schedule coming up. They fall to seven, I'm excuse me, eight and four. Um, like I said, they have a tough schedule coming up, but Lamar has to play better, point blank. Um, he hasn't really played that well these last two weeks. And you expect more from a guy like that. You expect more from MVP caliber player. So once once they start playing consistent football, that's when that's when you'll see things start to come together for those guys. And Baltimore, they've they've this whole season, it's it's been like it's been one week they play great, the next week they don't play well, and it's been back and forth for them all season. And I believe they need to just play consistent football. Once they get consistent football, it's going to be great for those guys, especially the playoffs coming. So they have Cleveland, Week 14, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Los Angeles Rams, and the Steelers again. Those five games are going to be so crucial for them because two of those games are in conference. And I'm sorry, three of those games are in conference. And Cincinnati, tough team. They just came off a loss against Los Angeles Chargers, but they're still tough. They're still tough. And Cleveland, they're no slouch either. Their defense is amazing. Jadavian Clowney, Miles Garrett, they are great. Denzel Ward on the defensive end, they're great. And Pittsburgh, they're not like they beat them this game. And once, once Pittsburgh, once Pittsburgh gets, I, I wouldn't want, I didn't want to say get Ben. Because Ben is going to play how Ben plays each week. Ben's not going to put up monster numbers as he used to when he was younger. He's going to he's gonna just play solid football. So once Pittsburgh gets, I believe they need to start a great running game with Najee Harris and with Benny Snell. I believe those two running backs can throw off throw off defenses, especially if they're not a if they're not a if the defense is not really a run defense. But Green Bay, that's going to be a tough game. Aaron Rodgers, of course, he's the toughest. He's one of the toughest quarterbacks in the league. Um, and L.A. Rams, L.A. is just tough overall. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey on defensive end. Um, Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup. So we're going to see how that goes for the Ravens. Next, we're going to be talking about the Bulls. We're going to move to the NBA. And I want to touch on the Bulls really quick. And just to just to... You know, I always speak on the Bulls. They're obviously my favorite team in the in the NBA, being a Chicago guy. So I always want to touch on them as much as possible just to give you guys a little update on what's going on with them. Um, they beat Brooklyn on Saturday, 111-107, and it was a great showing for them. I liked what I saw playing a top team. I always want to gauge, gauge the Chicago Bulls on playing top teams. They played great. From the first quarter to the fourth quarter, DeMar DeRozan, 29 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Zach Levine, 31 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Ayo Dotsumu, he had 11 points off the bench. Um, the Chicago Bulls, 
we are getting there. That's the phrase of the Chicago Bulls, right? That's the statement of Chicago Bulls right now. We're getting there and it's looking promising. I don't want to put too much. I don't want to put too much into the the stigma of the Chicago Bulls because, you know, the, the, it's been rough these past few years. Zach Levine hasn't had any help not making the playoffs for for I don't know how many years straight, but like I said, we're getting there, and it's and it's looking like we're gonna be one of the top teams in the NBA. We haven't seen Demar and Zach do this. No, no one, no other team has this besides, I believe, the Boston Celtics. Two wings that can work well naturally together. Boston with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they haven't really put it together yet. They haven't really figured out how to play off of each other. But with Chicago, with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, it's almost as if they've been playing with each other their entire careers. Some nights Zach has it going, some nights DeMar has it going. And they know that. They can read that during the game. And some nights both of those guys have it going. Like like when they played Brooklyn, DeMar had 29, Zach had 31. Both of those guys had it going. So when we saw LeBron and Dwayne Wade, they had to adjust their game. Both of those guys. When when LeBron played with Miami and Dwayne Wade was there, they had to adjust their games to play with one another. DeMar, I mean, excuse me, Dwayne Wade had to take a take sort of a back seat for LeBron to shine and for LeBron to get his. But in Chicago today, DeMar and Zach, they neither of those guys have taken a back seat. And it's honestly great to see because I was kind of nervous to see how those guys would play with each other. Just because of their they're almost the same talent. DeMar just doesn't take as many threes as Zach does, but they're almost the same. DeMar, he's not as athletic as he used to be. He's still obviously a very athletic player, but they both mid-range game. They both are three-level scorers. So I was gonna, I was a little nervous coming into the season when, when I found out we were getting DeMar just because of that reason, just because of they're almost the same player. But they're so fluid. They have, they're so versatile with each other on the floor. Either one can bring the ball up the floor. Either one can play off the ball. And either one can make plays for, for themselves and for others. DeMar hasn't been really known for his defense, but we have a lot of defensive guys that are willing to buy in on that side of the ball. But once, once, once the playoffs come and once we get down into the dog days of the season, the, the 70th game and the 65th game, we're going to see how the Chicago Bulls play defense because that's going to be our calling card. We have offensive guys. We have guys that can put the ball in the rim. But on the defensive side of the ball, can we stop star players? Can we stop guys from going off and getting 30, 35 points against us? That's going to be interesting to see. And DeMar and Zach, it's almost as if they take pride in cooking guys so to speak they take pride in killing guys offensively because it's almost as if they they're they're rooting for each other and i know it's not bad but that's what it that's what it is they're rooting for each other 
to kill guys offensively. And and you can see it, especially when we play top teams like the Brooklyn Nets. Zach Levine, step backs, spin moves, DeMar DeRozan's up and unders through defenders. Playing top teams like that and showing that kind of offensive ability between the two, that is amazing. And I can't wait to see how we play, like I said, later in the season, the dog days and the, the early stages of the playoffs. I can't wait to see what C we are. I can't wait to see how we do because right now we're looking amazing. And Billy Donovan, I can, can't leave him out. He has to get a lot of credit because he just lets these guys cook. He lets these guys go one-on-one some, some plays. He just lets them hoop. And and he just, it's almost, it's almost as if, it's almost as if he just, he doesn't really mind guys scoring. He doesn't, he doesn't mind at all. He honestly doesn't. And from a coach, you love to see that, especially from, especially when you have two players like that, like Zach and DeMar and Alex Caruso playing great. Ayodansu playing great. We have a lot of pieces. Nikola Vucevic, he's picking it up. He got off to a slow start in the beginning of the season, but he's picking it up. He's playing amazing. So with that being said, this is the end of the Headhunter Sports Podcast. You guys go check out my YouTube videos, like, comment, subscribe on those videos, and I will see you guys in episode 14.